0: You're listening to T-O-S-E, the Other Side Enterprise, where we are committed to bringing you to the other side,
1: taking you from dreams to possibilities and on to reality. Listen in on talks for
0: business and life coaching starting right now with your host, Tiffany Rufino.
1: Hey, welcome back, Other Siders. We are happy to have you. I'm Tiffany, and I am here with the business to my plan, Mr. Rufino. Hello. Hello. Hello, and welcome back. Hey, Jeff, guess what? what we have reached well over 600 downloads for our podcast that
0: is awesome
1: that is so awesome we're moving at a fast pace so thank you all for sharing and for telling your friends and family or strangers about our podcast we greatly appreciate it uh and if you would please subscribe that'll keep you in the loop on our latest episodes cuz we don't want you to miss a thing
0: yeah stay on stay on top of stuff stay in the loop I really and, thought you were going to uh, sing
1: Aerosmith there. I really thought it was about to happen. Don't want to close my eyes. <laughs> no, not so much. I, They can't see you doing that. So I'm just nodding my head with my eyes
0: closed. <laughs> Picturing.
1: It's not the Heal the World <laughs> um, song. <laughs> uh, so thank you for coming back and being a part of this episode, which is betrayal part two we already had an episode a couple weeks or a couple days back really where it was part one and we talked about betrayal in business uh we kind of did like a general uh I guess, summary of Betrayal, what it is, and different ways to cope with it. But we felt that there was still more information that we could dig into in this podcast. And it was recommended by one of our listeners. So thank you for that. And I'm excited to delve into part two of this with you.
0: Yeah, um, not that it's a fun topic to uh, dig into by any means, but it really is good to have a conversation around How to cope, how to um, bring something positive out.
1: Yeah, I think with betrayal, a lot of resentment is held within people and a lot of self-doubt and a lot of guilt when people are thinking about being betrayed. And, you know, we've talked in the past about how feelings are valid when they're yours. So all those feelings are validated what my concern is for somebody with betrayal is how long they hold on to those feelings. And more importantly, how does it stop them from moving forward? Because a lot of people put up a wall and then they're not their true selves because they're holding back and holding back from letting somebody in or they're holding back from really achieving the position they want in an organization because of their self-doubt from whatever betrayal they may have faced in the past. Or maybe they're just not managing their money, right? Because you know, they've had issues with their financial institution, and they lost lost trust with them. Uh, Or they stop you know, going to doctors, because they've heard all the horror stories about what happens with doctors, and they just don't trust going to one because of other people's, uh, you know, situations, or maybe their their own. And, you know, I think all of those are individual cases, but we're going to Go in a little bit deeper about what does that look like for you to get to a point where you want to put up a wall and not let anybody in anymore? Um, I know I've been there before. I've been there with friends, I've been there in relationships, I've been there with co workers. Um, it's not a fun place to be in when, you know, somebody betrays you. And I think the betrayal piece is that there was a lack of communication on the expectation and the planning, you know, which is something that we've talked about in the past. I think more so the expectation of what the person's role in your life was and that they should have known better than to do X, Y, Z to you. I think that's where the betrayal comes in. What do you think when you think of betrayal?
0: Um, I think that with betrayal, it's a combination of that. Like you're right in that the expectations are not always 100% clear with what you expect from people around you. Uh, Not everybody was raised the same way. Not everybody has the same background. So for some people, something that you might see as a betrayal for somebody else might be just a standard thing that happens that they're used to. Um, The other thing to me with betrayal is it's not so much that you should be putting up a wall and, and keeping people away, but... I find that uh, sometimes people are way too sensitive. Um, Well, way too quick to let people as far in as they do. You know, like they don't really have a screening process for who they allow into their life and how.
1: What would make you think like what would be too quick? What's the measure of
0: that? I don't know that there's a specific measure because everybody's different, right? So I would say it's just lo- You you always want to have enough time, and this is where the expectations come in, so that you're confident that the person that you are interacting with meets the expectations that you're looking for.
1: Okay, so let me give a scenario, and let's talk through this scenario. Sure. We all know, well, no, we don't all know. You guys will find out right now. So when we got married, right, we had a bridal party, Mm -hmm. and we had it all picked out with the guys matched up and the girls matched up, all set and clear. And um, I found out one person within, like, the weekend before the wedding dropped out from my bridal party. And then my best friend at the time, who had been my best friend for years like uh, probably almost two decades mm-hmm. the night before uh, says that she won't be making it to the wedding. So I count that as betrayal, because up until that point, we were doing the dress fittings and preparing. We, you know, everything was all set to have these people, the gift basket, like everything. the plates were paid for. Yeah, yeah. And um, unfortunately, the two people that I wanted in my life at, you know, one of my special moments, they weren't there. And, you know, at the end of the day, the people that were meant to be there that we loved and then supported us and, you know, were there for us. They were there and it didn't wash away the memories of what a great, you know, time it was and that sort of thing. However, moving forward from that with them, um, at the time, one of them, the first person, uh, that, you know, said that they weren't going to make it a couple of days before the wedding. We just stopped communicating altogether. Um, the second person, we just, couldn't move past maybe it was me maybe I just couldn't move past the fact that this was the person I knew the longest that was a friend and they weren't there on the day and they chose to tell me that the night before the wedding so that was a big huge betrayal to me in that sense and I think even though we had 20 years of foundation up until that point for that moment to happen um it it diminished and things had started diminishing before that already. And uh, we did give it a shot, but there was just no more uh, feel for me in that this person is going to be there when I need them. Um, I just felt like the ground was like, there was no foundation anymore. And at the point where the ground was going to fall beneath me in just a heartbeat with this person, like I couldn't rely on them, Mm -hmm. you know? Uh, and like I said, things happened in between that, and that's what put crack. That's what puts cracks in the foundation. But I think this was the ultimate like drill to the concrete to break it all up.
0: Yeah, I, and sometimes a betrayal can be that. A betrayal can be, uh, I would say, a good thing depending on the level because it
1: it helps you almost, divorce people.
0: Yeah, it gives you. A, it almost gives you a. A warning signal Mm -hmm. that there's more to come, Mm -hmm. right? Uh, In a relationship, that could be something that you find out about somebody early on. And so, you know, sometimes I'll tell when some of my friends have that situation go on where, oh, I just met some girl and a couple of months in, something horrible, she did something bad. I always say, well, imagine if it would have been 10 years from now and you found out two months. So... It's good that you found out now Mm -hmm. before you had all that time.
1: Mm -hmm. Because it gives you a chance to take control. Yeah. And I think that's a really great point in that if you don't have control over the situation, like I didn't have control over whether or not my two friends came to the wedding and played their part, right? Uh, I, I offered everything under the sun to try to make it happen. Like, was it a financial issue? We'll figure it out, that sort of thing. But ultimately, I think part of what goes into the resentment or the guilt or the doubt is that i didn't have control to make it right and i've always been able to make it right in the past and so there was this feeling of myself of how could i let myself be so unprotected like that like how could i not foresee this happening why why did i put myself in a position like this you know because the people that were in my wedding party um You know, love them. They were fabulous at the time when I needed them to be, but they hadn't been in my life that long, you know, with the exception of my brother. My brother was my best man. And so, you know, it's if the people that are in your life the longest, you can't trust them, then who can you trust?
0: I think if they've been in your life for a long time and you can't trust them, it should open a window to what you should look forward to. Or what you should look for in the other people in your, that you allow in your life.
1: So is it that you you didn't rob yourself of an experience and you should look for the same traits and qualities in new people so that you don't let that happen again?
0: I don't know if... Well, maybe. You, you just know what, what warning signs to look for maybe earlier this time. Because there's, there's always that Monday morning quarterback situation when somebody betrays you. Mm-hmm. Where you can say, oh... What about that one time that many years ago they did this? I should have seen it coming. Mm. Now you have that.
1: Yeah, but are you so for me, I think of that as nitpicking and back as almost trying to find a reason as to why. Why? You didn't know, and if you can like think back and overthink, just like our last podcast, Mm -hmm. if you're overthinking everything, then you're like, okay, yeah, that was it. That like that's the thing that happened, and then you can almost say, okay, I could have controlled it, and it relaxes your mind. And thinking, okay, so now you look for it again, so you can control it. Where it's never going to happen with the same person, the same way. I mean, it's never going to happen with a new person, the same
0: way, in the same circumstance.
1: Because just like, um, you know, you said, everybody's raised differently.
0: Yeah. Well, one of my one of the things that I try to do and, you know, before this, before we started recording this, you asked me, you know, you told me what what we were talking about. And I kind of joked like I might have been betrayed in my life, but maybe I I don't think I was paying attention. (laughs) But the reality is that my approach to things is I don't compromise in the places that like, I'm, I'm very spoiled that way. Like I'm, I don't compromise in things that I think are non-negotiables and I don't give an inch. So if I have somebody who's a friend of mine and there is something that I feel very strongly about and that person is not on the same page with that, not that they have to agree with me on everything, but I start distancing myself quicker. So what I find is that the people that I have around me that are like the closest, they've been through an a, almost like an Army Navy obstacle course to get there. So I mean, I don't know I, I feel like those people I mean I joke around sometimes I can call some of them sometimes and they'll tell me I'm sleep they'll tell somebody I'm sleeping on their couch right now. Mm -hmm. so there's a there's a level there not to say that i'm not subject to being you know double crossed or betrayed or whatever i just have a very big hair trigger
1: so do you think that because a lot of people when you hear the word betrayal they think of a relationship you know and one partner usually it's one partner cheating on the other mm-hmm. right and that's that's like the highest form of betrayal and and that sort of thing um, so do you think there's any instance where you can move forward from betrayal
0: yeah absolutely do
1: you think there's any instance where you cannot
0: uh, probably more
1: really mm-hmm. okay so let's take a break and talk about that when we come back hey other siders Are you looking for the perfect decoration to adorn your home with? Or what about a seasonal wreath for your favorite holiday, exactly the way that you want it? Limitless Adornments creates beautifully unique, 100% custom wreaths all year round. Each wreath is handmade and custom made to celebrate your favorite holiday, hobby, or just a place in your home. If you're interested in placing a custom order for your own personalized wreath, look up Limitless Adornments on Facebook, Instagram, and Etsy to make your perfect wreath a reality. Mention the other side to receive 10% off your first order. Okay, so welcome back. We were talking about betrayal and we gave a couple of examples of betrayal in a relationship or In a friendship, both relationships uh, per se. And now we're talking about can you move forward from betrayal? And I think without us personally knowing your circumstance and the situation that was happening, we're never going to be in a position to tell you what you should do uh, unless we have all that information. But there are instances where we feel you could potentially move forward if it's on a lower scale of betrayal versus a higher scale of betrayal. And that it's almost like an equation. It depends on how strong your foundation was before the incident happened and then the level of betrayal and then also how long has a betrayal go- been going on. So when let's go through an example, let's say that you have two people that are in a relationship and one of the people uh, gambles away the savings okay let's say they gamble away the savings on a night of splendor in vegas and so both parties let's say party a and party b both knew that party b was going to be in vegas party b had a certain amount of money to spend but was with you know work people and just had uh that feeling that moment this is going to be it this is going to be the big win and then comes home and says Honey, I have something to tell you. Uh, I blew our savings. Okay? So Mm -hmm. that's a... Would you consider that betrayal? I don't... I mean... Without asking the spouse if they, you know, minded, like, hey, can I dip into these funds? Or at least bringing them into what they were about to do.
0: I would if it wasn't typical behavior. And the reason I say that is, if you... If you are married to somebody who has an addictive personality or a very extrovert personality and they're somebody who, you know, just jumps off the cliff and does things, you know that you know that there's a possibility of that. Not that it's your fault. It's I don't think it's anybody's fault. It's just those things happen. Now, if it's somebody who has uh, represented themselves to be very frugal and be very like you, you guys have a plan you're saving up for a specific thing. Sometimes it could be like you, you have kids and it's college for the kids or something. Then I would say, yeah, it's a betrayal because you diverted from the plan. And now like the rug feels like it was pulled from under you to use a phrase that you had before.
1: So I'm going to have to disagree with you. Okay. Uh, it's That's an interesting take. How I think about it is that if you know that person has an addictive personality or quality about them, you would have already built that foundation of these are my values, these are the expectations, we know what your habits are, this is where we are at moving forward, this is what we need to do to combat that, that sort of thing. So I would consider it betrayal if that addictive personality went and spent all that money because if I followed the path that you shared, then, you know, I set myself up in the proper way to make sure that I'm not betrayed. And then after they go and do that, then that's a clear uh, violation of what pact we had as a relationship. Whereas Mm -hmm. if the person that has always trended to be reliable and to be frugal and to be uh, like a do-gooder with finances and be a partner with me in the finances, they have that one night where they go book wild (laughs) in Vegas I'm going to see that more as a, I mean, it's not that the savings is an an issue, don't get me wrong, but I'm going to see that more as a one-off. Like, this is not normal behavior for this person. This is out of the blue. You know, this this caught me off guard. So I think I would give a little more forgiveness to that person.
0: And that's, it's actually really good that. that you... Could
1: you try again? <laughs> so Siri wants to join us and be a part of the podcast. She has some uh, thoughts on that. Wow. <laughs> Keep it. Yeah.
0: So. This is how we roll. It just happens. (laughs) So in any case, what I was going to say was, it's great that you said that because it shows that it's almost like betrayal is in the eye of the. Beholder. Beholder, betrayee, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. And so different people can take that in different ways. Um, you know, for you, obviously, you, you look at a track record. So if it's a track and we actually both look at a track record just in different ways. Mm-hmm. So if it's somebody who has a track record and maybe in that scenario, they're addictive, they have an addictive personality and the other person has done a lot to help them combat it. They've brought them books. They've brought them to therapists, etc., And they put a lot of effort in. And then the one chance that you have to, to see that temptation, you... You go through it. In the other scenario, you have somebody who has been the, the reliable. solid, reliable foundation, mm-hmm. and they also did the same thing. So can you come back from those?
1: Here's the difference, I think, because I'm thinking about, okay, what was the foundation like before couple A and couple B decided their partner could go to Vegas, right? So mm-hmm. the one with the addictive personality where they had a strong foundation, and I think if they're at a strong foundation, both can rebound from it. I think where there may be cracks in the foundation of somebody with an addictive personality is now that you're going to start to overthink things in the past of, okay, but what about that time? Like we didn't have as much as I thought we did in the bank account. What about this time? What about that time? Because you might think that that behavior (sighs) you just caught at that moment. Yeah. On the other hand, you know, playing devil's advocate with couple B You might be like, wow, this person's never done that before, and now they did. What else have they done in the past? So, either way, in any scenario, I think if you're betrayed, you're always going to second-guess that person. It's a matter of, does your relationship with that person come before the problem? And is it a problem that you and the person can move past together or at least face the problem together? Or is it always you looking at the problem and looking at the person and you can't separate the two from each other? And that's always going to come back to you and what your personal beliefs and value system is and what you have invested in the relationship that, you know, may have the problem. It's just if you can't look at that person and not see the problem any more than that within itself is a problem. So you got to be able to partner up with that person and attack the problem together instead of placing blame on either or in the relationship. Yeah. Like, you know, it, it shouldn't be, I should have known better or I can't believe I missed that. And, you know, belittling yourself for something that was out of your control, because ultimately the only thing you can control is you.
0: Um. With that, we are in a hundred percent agreement and, That also goes for friendships. If it if you are at a point where you have a betrayal situation um, in a friendship and you decide that you're going to try to move past it, holding on to it. Now, that doesn't mean that you completely forget about it and just open up all the floodgates. But holding on to it is only going to compound your problems in the future. And it's the same in a relationship. So it's one of the it, a, a betrayal is kind of like a fork in the road. You're either going to decide to work on it and, you, and you're and you 100 percent right. You want to work on it together or you're going to decide that it's too much. But once you've made that decision, you kind of have to be all in for one or the other. You can't kind of half step it.
1: Right. And I think you also have to sit there and decide that if you are going to attack it as a pair, uh, whether it is friendship or a love ship or, you know, that sort of thing, that you you are understanding that you are moving forward from it and you can't use that as a baseline for arguments anymore. Yeah. It's, you know, we decided to move forward to be whole. I think about what you say when we watch court shows, right, that the only goal of the court is to make the person who had the injury or the settlement is to make them whole, Not to give them more than what they would have had.
0: We don't want them to have a bonanza and start like, I'm going to sue you, but now I'm going to be triply rich or whatever.
1: Right. Right. Because then everybody would be in court. But you know what's interesting? Like I was thinking about you watching prank videos that's one of the things that, you know, gets your mind off of... It's one of
0: my guilty pleasures. Yeah,
1: gets your mind off of work and everything else. And there are so many couples pranks that happen, right? Very scary. And we talk about them because, you know, at, at a certain point, you could see how it's planned. And both people are in on the prank, but it's just for, you know, the fun value of... Oh, I would...
0: I'm going to say I would hope that they're in on the prank with some <laughs> of the pranks that these Yeah, some are really, really
1: uh, serious. <laughs> But a lot of times it goes back to one or the other putting themselves in a situation where it looks like they may be, you know, doing something that they shouldn't be doing. And we were talking about how if you keep doing this repeatedly, is this setting you up for failure? Because at, one po- at, at some point, there's going to be trust that's lost because now you don't know if it's a prank or if it's real.
0: I'm not, a, I'm not a biologist, but I'm pretty sure that... I feel
1: betrayed. I really thought you were. <laughs> My whole life is a lie. <laughs>
0: um, but I I get the sense that if you ask somebody, if you put somebody in a situation where, you know, sometimes you, somebody comes home and they they see, like, all weird stuff that, they're, that their partner's doing and, oh, it's a prank. But those moments where you think it's real, right? Whatever chemicals are firing off in your brain are identical to if it was happening for real. And I'm sure that having that happen for a long time can almost mimic that betrayed feeling of, Starting to resent the person and you don't even know why?
1: Well, yeah, because you don't feel safe anymore. What yeah. am I walking into every time I walk into this apartment? And is it a prank or is it real? Is it you just saying it's a prank so that you don't, you know, ha, let's just laugh it off. Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't really break your TV so that the next time you are planning on breaking my TV, I'll think, Oh, what a fun prank. Let's get a new one. Like yeah. that's not gonna happen, so don't do it. I'm looking at you right now.
0: Oh no, I'm not <laughs> I'm not that stupid. I (laughs) I would not put myself in that spot just because I like life.
1: (laughs) So overall, I think that, you know, thinking about what has your relationship been with the person that you view as having betrayed you? What does that look like? What does the foundation of that look like when you add up all the years, all the experiences, and all the behaviors, not that you're going to sit there and do like a self-assessment for the person and, and sit down and say, let's talk about your past behavior in the past 15 years. But you pretty much have an idea up until that point. Some of you even have a checklist of all the things that, you know, somebody has done that's wronged you. Uh, think a la Kill Bill <laughs> in that <laughs> sense, right? And then you you have to make the decision. Um, and ultimately, I, I really think that falls on your intuition and your heart more than it falls on logic at that point. And you got to think, okay, what decision am I going to make and how is that going to impact my life moving forward versus how much is it going to impact the person that's involved moving forward? Uh, The only time I think there would be a substitution for that is that if there is somebody in your care as well and you got to think about their life moving forward whether it's kids, whether it's, uh, you know, a family member that you're taking care of at the same time, how is this going to affect everybody? And how are we going to move forward with this? And I think that comes with having a plan, having open communication with each other, emotional maturity, emotional maturity. So don't do it in the moment that you find out about the incident or whatever. And understand that whatever decision you make in that moment, that's the decision that's right for you you don't have to feel guilty about it you were invited to an incident that happened when the person told you about it you didn't cause that incident to happen
0: also it's not in addition to not belittling yourself and and blaming yourself for things You should also not be afraid to make a decision one way or another. And there is no, I don't want to say there's no right or wrong decision, but you shouldn't feel like you're making a decision just because you're forced in one direction, whether it's to walk away from a person or to stay with a person. Uh, Once you've decided, you should feel good about that.
1: And to add to that, something that I've learned Recently, um, is that no is a complete sentence.
0: You say that to the smallest dog we have all the time.
1: (laughs) Well, I say that to Daisy. I tell Daisy that she can tell Pacino no is a complete sentence. Yeah. Meaning that you don't have to give an explanation if you know that you can't move forward from this. And that's the way that you want to live your best life. Live your best life. And you could live an even greater life if you subscribe to our podcast so you know always when a new episode is up. Don't forget to rate us and share with your friends. And thanks for listening. Stay healthy. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to subscribe and share. We'll see you
0: next time on The Other Side Enterprise.